0: What is up, everyone, and welcome to a new edition of the All Access Sports Podcast. I am Sam Efford, joined by Aiden and Andrew, as always. Um, how are we doing, boys?
1: Good. Pretty good.
0: Are you guys ready to talk NBA? I know Andrew's been really excited for this one, but um, we're doing our oh, NBA- I've been hyped for it. I know. I think we all are. We're doing our NBA season preview today. So... We're going to start in the East. We're going to go eight to one, each of our playoff teams. Um, we are sorry for fans of teams that aren't expected to be in the playoffs. So if if you're a, a Knicks fan out there, don't expect us to give you much talk about your team. But um, let's start in the East. Um, who wants to start with their eight seed?
1: I'll start. Okay. Eight seed – uh it's the Washington Wizards. Uh I think Russ and Beale uh, are gonna help and Denny Adjavita, which I know Andrew is really high on. Uh I think that they're gonna have a great season and snag an eight spot. Yeah, that's valid for sure. And uh,
2: I'm I'm gonna have to agree with you on that. I went uh Wizards at eight. I mean, uh I think the Wizards just depends on uh how well defensively how well defensively they play. Cause I mean they've got two of the top ten scores already in Bradley Beale and uh, Westbrook. Uh, so I'm definitely excited to see those two play, and obviously, uh, Denny Ajavita, who uh, I'm I'm a ha- I'm gonna have him winning an award, uh, in here.
0: Yeah, and we all did this on our own, but we all were in unison on this one. I was with the Wizards as well. This is a good spot for them to kind of rebound off of a couple of tough years. You know, back in the Wall Beal days, it felt like this team was a four, or five seed every year, and. Um, Since John Wall's injury, like Bradley Beal's had to pick up that load. And finally, it seems like there is another guy that can help take off that load for Beal. I think that'll be huge. And although Westbrook's kind of getting a lot of crap, he did have a very good stretch last season where he was one of the most efficient players in the league. Um, So I think Westbrook rebounds, especially with an easier schedule in the East. And I, I like the Wizards at eight.
2: Yeah, and uh that Wizards team you're talking about like that was always like a 4 or 5 seed. Like they were just so more so much more complete than those teams. And uh you could argue that John Wall back in 2016, 2017, 2018 was better than Westbrook is now. But it's close, but um uh those old teams had the guys like Martian Gortat and like players that just held the team together. Uh Bojan Bojano, Bojan Bojanovic uh Kelly Oubre and some other guys. Um so yeah, I mean, I, I don't think they'll perform as well just because they're not as deep as they uh, could be compared to other teams.
0: Yeah, but I do like this rotation for the Wizards. You know, Avija, if he starts right away, he'll be at the three. Um, we got Rui Hachimura at the four. And then Thomas Bryant, who, as an IU guy, is, um, I mean, one of the most underrated big men in the league. Uh, and then Davis Bertans, obviously, he might be in that ro- starting rotation, but I just like They have a ton of solid guys that I feel like they'll be able to build a foundation around in the next couple of years. I am Sam Efford, joined by Aiden and Andrew, as always. Um, How are we doing, boys?
1: Good. Pretty good.
0: Are you guys ready to talk NBA? I know Andrew's been really excited for this one, but um, we're doing our. I've been hyped for it. I know. I think we all are. We're doing our NBA season preview today. Let's move on to the seven spot. Um, who did you have, Andrew?
2: Um, with my seven spot, I picked my uh, Atlanta Hawks. Uh, definitely one of the, one of the more deeper teams in the league. I mean, they're not as top heavy as uh, teams like the Wizards, but uh, their one through five can go with anyone, and their bench is just special. I mean, they got they got twelve or thirteen guys that can play on any other uh, NBA roster, and most teams don't have that deep of a bench. So, uh, especially in, in a COVID season. Uh, players can get out pretty easily. So it's definitely uh, useful to have a, a really good bench.
1: Yeah, I'm going to agree here with Andrew here. Uh, I just think that the Hawks uh, really benefited from the really busy free agency they had, picking up guys like boat Golinari, uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, and then also picking up Aneka Kangu from the draft. Uh, they're pretty busy in the free agency, and I think that really helped them. So I think that can be a really uh, good threat because they're so deep and not a lot of teams in the Easter or really in the NBA are as deep as the Hawks, but they could really make some threats to the two seed if they were the seven.
0: I went with the Pacers here at seven. The Pacers are a team. It's just a tough team to figure out. Like none of us are really sure where this team's chemistry is at at this point. Obviously, we heard all of the Victor Oladipo rumors, all of the stuff that was going down in the locker room with him and Miles Turner and just so much uncertainty. A new coach comes in, um, and just there's a lot of uncertainty. This team was a five seed last year, and they have the talent to be a four or five seed again this year. But with all that uncertainty and just um, the potential of Oladipo being flipped at the deadline, um, it's just too too much cause of concern for me. So I'm going to have them at seven here. Uh, Aiden, who did you have at six?
1: Six, I went with the Sixers from Philadelphia. Uh, kind of revamped a little bit. Uh, they got a new head coach, Doc Rivers. Also picked up Rondo from the Lakers. They also picked up, uh, I'm trying to remember, Seth Seth Curry from the Blazers. And then obviously they got Dwight Howard, who was a, a champion with the Lakers last year, as long as Er along with um, Danny Green, but it's a really interesting team you got. I mean, they've had a couple of years of the, the such, or such and such called the process, so I, f- I feel like it's like the f- couple like th- fourth year uh, when NBA is healthy, but uh, I mean, they haven't really made huge strides. They've made the, uh, the, they've gotten really close to the Eastern Conference Finals a couple times, but they keep coming short, so it's kind of interesting. Uh, I don't really know what they're trying to do. I know they're trying to win, but I don't think, like, they have some top-heavy guys like Embiid and Ben Simmons who could have – he needs to just really improve his shooting. But, um, like, this this is a team that's really interesting to see. And I don't think they're as uh, great as other teams, like, in the East. But they can definitely make some potential uh, damage.
2: Yeah, and that's fair for sure. And I'm sure everyone's seen the news about um, the 76ers possibly getting close to a deal. Uh, with Harden, and I'm not sure if that Harden's going to be uh, the past years Harden, because I think all of us have seen uh, the tremendous weight that he's put on.
0: <laughs> we all ha- There's there's a picture floating around for those who are unfamiliar. I'm sure a lot everyone's seen it, but um, I mean it could just be the angle. But Harden looked a little bit bloated compared to what we've seen from him, especially in that quarantine picture from a few months ago where he looked like a total twig just complete opposite of that. Um, here at six, I went with the Brooklyn Nets. Both of you are a lot higher in the Nets than I am, but I just it just seems like this is a good spot for them to just kind of struggle out of the gate. Um, you know, you got Katie and Kyrie playing for the first time ever together. You got a new coach and just all these guys that want the ball and um, are going to require minutes and stuff. Uh, I I just think that it'll take a a little bit to get used to that. Um, And I think they'll figure it out as the season progresses. But towards the start, I could see them having a rough start, which ultimately sets them back from being a top four seed in the East. So I have the Nets at six.
2: Yeah, and that's fair for sure. uh, But we've all seen uh, Kyrie and Katie play ball dominant players like LeBron and uh, Curry. I mean, I wouldn't call them ball dominant. um, But I think that KD needs the ball just as much as LeBron, and likewise uh, for Kyrie and Curry. So uh, I just think all the Nets really need is, like, one defensive player that will just put them at at the next level, whether that's uh, Victor Oladipo or DeMar DeRozan that trade deadline. I think that makes them a contender for sure.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure you can go over that once we kind of see where they land for you. Um, But in the fifth spot, who do you have, Andrew?
1: Yeah, and then with five spot, I went with the Celtics. Uh, they didn't make many free agency uh, moves in this free agency offseason. Um They added Tristan Thompson and other kind of role players, not as much bigger impact players. Well, I, re, the starting five really doesn't really change. I mean, other than maybe Tristan Thompson off the bench, but again, I just it's kind of like the Sixers. They I felt like they've just always been so close to making like one step and getting to the finals. And I felt like the last couple of years they've been like a couple moves away or maybe just a couple of players or just like uh, ex- executions that were just too close to make the files. And I know every year people are hyping them up. And I th- I feel like, this, like the Sixers, they're going to underperform. I know they're a really good team. They have re- – uh, their young core continues to get uh, a little older, but I still think that they're going to underperform.
2: Yeah, and that's fair for sure. And uh, this Celtics team has just a great bench. I mean, looking at it, uh, not only did they add um, – Tristan Thompson, they also added, um, Jeff Teague and, a steal in the draft in my opinion, Peyton Pritchard. Um, so, I mean, they've got tons of guys off the bench. I mean, to, to add some more names, you got Grant Williams, uh, Aaron Naismith, one of the biggest steals of the draft in my opinion, just a, a peer scorer. And, uh, even more guys, Robert Williams, Semi Ojale. Um, so I would definitely be on the lookout for this team just because of how deep they are. I like the Hawks. Um, the subjects have more star power than the Hawks, but, um, they're, they're just equally, equally as as deep, and I, I can see them making a, a deep run in the playoffs.
0: Agreed with that, and you'll kind of hear that a little bit more from me because I have them as a higher seed than five. Um, I went with Andrew at five with the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, like you kind of talked about earlier, you touched on it, like this Harden deal. We've seen that the Sixers have made Ben Simmons available, and let's just say that we see some sort of deal – where Harden and Simmons get flipped with some picks, obviously, but um, I think the Sixers are losing this trade. Um, Simmons is more of a future guy, and you don't just want to give up on a, a potential a star in the league in Ben Simmons, even though he, you could argue he is already um, for a guy that you're not really ever going to be certain where his mental state is at in Harden, and we've seen that over the past couple of years where he's just kind of, you know been the decision maker. And um, yeah, I just don't like that trade for them if it does happen. Uh, I I like, I I think the Sixers are a a good five spot here because um, there's just too much talent with their roster they have. And they made some really low key solid improvements with guys like Tyrese Maxey and um, Seth Curry, you you mentioned earlier. Uh, So just should be a solid team. And I think they will be better than they were last year.
2: So I actually haven't done my sixth spot because I've been talking so much. But um, with the sixth spot, I went with kind of an understatement. Uh, I went with the Raptors. Uh, They've performed really well these past two years, and uh, especially last year, no one expected them to be that good with the departure of Kawhi. Um, But I just don't see their bench comparing to um, like they did uh, last year. I mean, they've lost so many guys, like Marcus Gasol. And uh, they're bringing in a guy like Aaron Baines, who's probably not as good as Marcus Gasol, even though Marcus Gasol took a huge step back last year. Um, I would, I, I'm would, putting them so low because, like, losses like Marcus Gasol and Serge Ibaka and those guys. Um, so, yeah, I'm going Raptors at six. And uh, moving on, I got my five seed. I picked the 76ers. Um, I'm sure the 76ers have, like, tons of moves they have in plan with uh, Doc Rivers at the helm. Um, uh, but I just see them underperforming again. Like Aiden said, uh, almost made the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, but uh, ever since then, it's been kind of downhill. And um, I feel like the players are going to have enough eventually. And uh, I feel like all the drama is going to start getting to it uh, of the process and stuff. Because, I mean, they've been in the process for about eight or nine years. And um, it's it seems every year as the, as the 76ers are, are going to make that next step. But uh, they, they end up never doing it. Yeah. And that's uh that's a good point. And uh, with my fourth seed, I went to Celtics. Um, I would definitely put them higher, but like looking at all the improvements that some of these teams made, uh, it's just tough to put them higher. Um, but one improvement that I'd like to see them make is the, the center spot. I mean, they've been, they've been lacking that spot for a while now. And uh, I would like one player. I'd love to see them, see them go get is on Whiteside. side. I mean, uh, you could see last year their struggles was like the center spot, and like obviously losing Gordon Hayward was pretty big. Um, but I mean, their bench depth makes up for losing Gordon Hayward, and they'll have even more cap for uh, the stacked twenty twenty one free agency class.
0: Yeah, um, like I said, I mean it's a, a great pick, but I'm not gonna get too much into it because I like them a little bit, a little bit higher than that. Um, at four, I went with Aiden, the Toronto Raptors. This isn't necessarily a pick of just, I love this team. I love their talent. I love their depth. It's more of a deal where, like, Nick Nurse has clearly established himself as one of the better coaches in the league. And it it feels like a Nick Nurse team is never going to underperform. And this is kind of where I gauge them at. Like, there's not a whole lot of talent. There's probably not a great chance that they advance in the playoffs. But this team has some toughness, has some grit. And with the dudes they have now who have established themselves as winners, I think there's a solid shot for them to be the four seed in the East. Um, Who'd you have at three, Andrew? Uh, With three, I went from the reigning Eastern conference
2: uh, champions, the Miami heat. Um, They didn't add a ton, but one key uh, factor I think they added was Avery Bradley. And uh, I don't think the Lakers get in the position they were without Avery Bradley. Obviously he wasn't there in the bubble. And, uh, Obviously, people talk about like uh, the Mickey Mouse run or whatever. Uh, the Lakers didn't play the best playoff schedule that that they could have played, uh, coming with upsets and that stuff. Uh, but I mean, I think I think that he have too many options at guard. I mean, they got Dragic, none, and now Avery Bradley. And um, I I just feel like Avery Bradley is like the perfect guy for that system, defending and all that. And uh, I feel like I feel like um, Avery Bradley is a, a really good. Uh, locker room guy.
0: Yeah, I, at three, I went with the heat. Also, um, uh, this team, they, they have the swagger now let's, let's be honest here last year. They were kind of finding that they brought in all these guys with a ton of swagger, um, a ton of toughness, ton of grit, and it didn't really start to fuse until the end of the year until the bubble until the playoff run. And we saw that we saw with all that talent, all that, uh, swagger, just come into one ball, which evolved as the Miami Heat. I think this year they have all this kind of uh, incorporated in their offense and Spolcher knows how this team's going to roll. And they're going to kind of put all that to the test and have a better regular season than they did last year. Now it's a debate whether or not they'll do as good as they did in the playoffs, but um, I think this team is just going to be tough and hard to beat throughout the whole regular season. So who did you have at three, Aiden?
1: At three, I went with the Nets. Uh, They made some big moves. uh, Or I wouldn't say big moves. They made some decent moves um, in this offseason. But really mainly is just getting back Kevin Durant. And also Kyrie Irving gets a little bit more healthier, even though he played last year with the Nets. Uh, This team is really, like, it's top-heavy. And they also have a lot of depth. Like, they got guys on the bench like Dinwiddie, Shannon from the Clippers, and also DeAndre Jordan, Teron Prince. And then their starting five is – I mean, you look at every single starter, and the, the, there's not many weaknesses in this team. Uh, this is a potential really – they could they could win the East, and they could really bust. It's kind of – I feel like they could either boom or bust. It's a really kind of interesting, like uh, – like, I don't know. When I think of the Nets, I mean, and I think of Kevin Durant, I just don't know, like, how well he's going to play. But if he's on, this is a top team in the East, and it can be the number one seed. But I'm going to go with a three seed for them.
2: Yeah, and that's actually perfect for me because I put the Nets on my two. Um, you know, obviously, their off season wasn't like that good. I mean, they added Landry Shamit, um, some other guys, um, but I mean, they're like like I said, like depth wins championships, and that showed last year uh, with the Lakers how deep they were, and e- even the Heat. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, getting Katie and Kyrie healthy was uh, really good. But I mean. You're pairing uh, a starting five of Kyrie, Karis Levert, Joe Harris, Kevin Durant, and Jared Allen. I mean, there's not really much else to it. And um, their second five is really good, too. I mean, you got Dinwiddie, Bruce Brown, Landry Schmidt, Torian Torian Prince, and DeAndre Jordan. So, I mean, it's just a super deep rotation, and I can definitely see them making a a finals run.
0: Yeah, there's just too many mouths to feed with that team. Um, You know, Karis Levert's a ball-dominant guard. Kyrie's a ball-dominant guard. KD's pretty pretty ball-dominant. Um, Joe Harris would be the only exception to that. But at least in their starting rotation, there just are so many guys that need the ball in their hands to be able to be effective players. And it just seems like it's going to be too much uh, for their offense to handle. But Steve Nash, he's a great basketball mind, but he can really prove his worth as an NBA coach if he's able to culminate all that sort of um, – tension that may be going on with the offense. I'm at two. I had the Boston Celtics, two teams that you guys have mentioned already. The Celtics, I just, this team is, is so deep. They seem to have everybody. I mean, Romeo Lankford is a solid guard off the bench. I don't know why I mentioned Romeo Lankford as the first player to talk about with the Celtics, but um, Jason Tatum, he's emerging as one of the best players in the league. Jalen Brown, is one of the best wings in the league in terms of uh, just the guys you look for in basketball players. Uh, If Kimba can stay healthy, he's one of the best scoring guards in the league. Uh, We saw what they could do last year, and it just feels like with more experience, they'll be able to put it together more. And consider the fact that Gordon Hayward is gone leads me to believe that a guy like Marcus Smart will have more of an expanded role. And I personally like Smart a lot more than Hayward and uh, he feels like a solid guy that a team like this needs. And, you know, I just really like this team's depth and just everything, everything else to go with it.
2: Yeah. And uh moving on to all of our four seeds. Um, Aiden, what's your four seed?
1: With the four spot, I love the Toronto Raptors. Uh, I mean, you look at the Raptors, they finished second in the East last year. They got guys like Lowry, Van Vliet, uh, O.G., Siakam, and they also added Aaron Bain from Celtics. Um, They got a lot of really good players, like a really young guy like Malachi Flynn, uh, Norman Powell, Terrence Davis, a lot of uh, young kind of depth. But with the Raptors, I feel like just because there's so many competitors in the the, uh, East now, um, now with the Nets, up and coming. And I feel like it, it, the Rose is going to get a, a little tougher for the, the Raptors after making the finals two years ago. Um, really, what? It was 2019, so it wasn't long ago. But uh, I feel like the Raptors are going to underperform a little bit more than they did last year, but I still think they're a solid team in the East. So with the two, I said the Heat, uh, one of the more deeper teams in the league after making a finals appearance, which was for somewhat for most people was really surprising because they were ended up being the five-seed. And had a tough test um, throughout the po- the postseason, but really, uh, this team just doesn't get worse. I mean, they they um uh, the free agency they didn't make many moves, but again, their team is so deep. I mean, their start their their uh their bench guys could legitimately be a starting five for any really team, and they got nine off the bench: Hero, Kelly Linick Iguodala, Andre, or I said Iguodala, and Kelly Linick and also they drafted Precious Achiuwa. Um, and then, they're, obviously, the they're starting five is just super young. And I think with, like, Goran Dragic and Jimmy Butler, these older guys are going to be able to, like, really teach the youngins again like last year and really make a good run in the East.
0: Yeah, and all three of us had the Bucs at one. Who wants to start with them?
1: I will. Um,
2: I was saying um, I think the Bucks like, I think Drew Holly is, like, the perfect guy for the Bucks, and, like, pretty much any team. Like, he does everything well. Uh, he can score the ball, he can play defense, he can pass, like, whatever, whatever you want. I mean, I just love his game, and personally, Drew Holiday is one, one of my favorite players in the league, and uh, I think Drew Holiday takes them over the hump this year.
1: Yeah, I really like what you said there with Drew Holiday. Uh I mean, looking at him, he's really just a perfect guard for Giannis and the the Bucks and company really just – you're looking at the starting five of the Bucks. Look, just continues to look really good. They improve at the guard spot, um, and just Giannis. He re-signed, to stay loyal, and that's that's huge for the uh, the Bucks. I mean, if they want to continue keep contending, they really needed him back bad, and that was their obviously their top priority. But uh, this Bucks team is the uh, probably the top team in the East again. Um, they just really just. Um, it has some troubles in the postseason, especially um, when they get eliminated real early against the, the Heat and then kind of struggle to beat the Magic. But just really this, this, the postseason bumps, they just really need to get over it because I feel like they've made uh, the Eastern Conference Finals or really close to making it the last couple of years, and they haven't gotten to the hump to get to the Finals yet.
0: The max contract is the biggest news of the week in the NBA, um, and that's a uniting factor for this Bucks team. Um, with all the uncertainty we had, we really didn't know how the players on the team would react and be willing to play their heart out if they knew that their best player was just going to be gone the next year. But with Giannis re-signing that contract, uh, it's just going to bring everyone together and everyone's going to buy in because they know that the future is set with the Bucks organization um, and just have a mindset, why not this year? Um, you know, kind of a, a lazy thought, but one thing that went into picking the Bucs as the one seed is they've been the one seed the last couple of years. Their regular season success is obviously very dominant and we've seen that play out in the past couple of years. So um, I think the Bucks are the unanimous pick uh, in the regular season for the East. Um, before we go on to awards and our finals predictions, let's go to the West. Um, Aiden, who is your eight seed in the West?
1: So with my eight seed, there is the West is really deep. It isn't as top heavy, but uh with the eight seed, I could have picked like the Grizzlies and I could have picked the Blazers. I really wanted to pick the Blazers, but I went with the Pelicans. Uh just didn't they didn't have a good year, I think, last year, really, just the stand the standards were kind of just they didn't exceed them at all. But I think with Zion um and the other pieces that they got this year, um, I know they traded Drew Holiday, but I just feel like Zion is gonna be able to really just make a step in his career especially after he only played, like, what, 19 games, I think, last year. Um, so I think getting him back more is really going to help them and just really overall for the Bucks or not the Bucks, the Pelicans.
2: Yeah, and uh, to be honest, I don't, I don't really like that pick. Um, the Pelicans are deeper than ever. Um, they got – they, they might have gave away Drew Holiday, but they got Eric Bledsoe, Stephen Adams back. And uh, they drafted a, a really good guard in Keira Lewis, who just perfectly fits their system. Uh, so I really like this team. Uh, but with my eight seed, I went with the Trailblazers. I mean, I didn't want to put them this low. Uh, but looking at every other team, I mean, it was either them, the Suns, or, or the Mavericks. So it was tough to put them uh, anywhere else. I mean, you got Dame and CJ back. Um, you got Derek Jones, J- Derek Jones Jr. and Robert Covington. And uh, a, hel- a healthy Nurkic. So, I mean, this team could definitely sh- uh, range from a- anywhere from the four to eight seed.
0: Yeah. And it's been established. One of the main storylines of the off season is just that each of these West teams are just getting deeper and deeper and just feels like anywhere from two to 13 is just absolutely uncertain and no one knows what's going to happen. So that's why you might see a lot of, uh, differences between our picks. Um, with the eight, I went with the Phoenix suns, um, you know, they kind of highlighted the off season after trading for Chris Paul and in any normal NBA season trading for Chris Paul, adding to a team that should have been in the playoffs would boost you up to like a four or five, but not this season where the, where the West is just so deep. Um, I think, I feel like the eight seed is their ceiling in my opinion. Um, you know, certainly they can maybe make a run in the playoffs, but, um, i just don 't think they have enough talent around Booker and Paul in order to uh you know get above that seven to eight line um for instance, so um who do you guys have at seven uh with the
2: seven seed that actually perfectly leads me to where I was going uh the suns um they haven 't made a ton of moves um but i mean obviously the chris Paul trade, but other than that i uh, haven't made a ton of moves. And, um, yeah, I mean, their, their big three is really, really good. Uh, Booker, Chris Paul, and DeAndre Aiden. I think DeAndre Aiden can have, like, a breakout year. Um, I can see, shoot, 20 and 12 from this guy. I mean, he's he just such a beast, so talented. And um, they, they also added a Jay Crowder, too, which is also a great add for them. Um, so, like I said, um, just, just like the Trailblazers, they could range anywhere from four to eight. And um, there's about – 10 to 15 teams that can make the 10 to 12 teams that can make the playoffs this year in the west. So
1: it's definitely in
2: a, a super interesting conference.
1: Yeah, I mean, you look at like Ayton, you were just talking about that. I mean, he averaged 19 points and 11 rebounds last year and we really hadn't heard much about the Suns. So I feel like adding Chris Paul, I mean, he adds a ton to this team. Just a lot of really like he's going to really help as like a veteran and like a really big leader. I mean, I feel like every team he's been with, he's had a huge or a huge impact on their success excuse me, for any, any team, really. But, like, because they got guys, like, also you got Mikkel Bridges, Jay Crowder, Seth Sarich, Jalen Smith, Cameron Johnson, and another really uh, pretty young and nice players to surround with Booker and Paul. Um, I'm a little bit more high, like you said, Sam, on the Suns. I think that uh, if if the Suns are going to be successful this year, Aiton really just needs to continue to produce and his numbers can't dip at all.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um... A guy you mentioned, Jalen Smith, is one that I didn't touch on, but I feel like that was a very nice addition for the Suns team. And it may have seemed like I was kind of derogatorily talking about the Suns, like putting them down a little bit, but uh, an eight seed is is good for this franchise, and it'd be a great start for them uh, moving on in their future. So if you're a Suns fan out there, in no way think that I was meaning harm towards this team. I think that being in the eight seed is, is – most definitely a good thing for them heading into this year.
1: Yeah. And no way, shape or form. I mean, being disappointed as the eight seed in this really tough West, just, I mean, for being a Suns fan or really just a, any fan of the Suns or Booker, anyone on the team can't be disappointed with an eight seed in this, in the really tough West. I mean, if you're looking at an average conference, I mean, Suns could be really, a, really just a top team in the conference.
2: Yeah. And especially this year, um, I think this year we'll have more upsets than any year there ever has been. Um, I can definitely see a 7 over 2. Uh, 8 over 1 would be questionable, but I can see uh, 7 over 2 upset, 6 over
0: 3.
2: Um, so I'm really excited for these playoffs, and it's going to be super hard to predict what happens.
0: Yeah, and as much as I can see 7 over 2, I could also see 10 over 7 in the play-in games that are happening this year. It just feels so deep and should be very exciting to, to see. Um, at seven, I had a team that is pretty unpopular amongst people that I've seen making picks, Memphis Grizzlies, um, Ja Morant, the first two words I have to say. Ja is emerging as one of the best guards in the league, and it's only his second year. Um, Jaron Jackson Jr. is becoming one of one of the best bigs in the West, I would argue, not in the league, but in the West. Um, just those two coming together, another year of experience, another offseason of training together. Uh, it's, it's a good spot for the Grizzlies to be in. Just a ton of young talent uh, amongst their core. I, I really like this team, and um, I think they can go places in the regular season. Maybe not necessarily in the postseason, though. Well, let's move on to six. Aiden, who do you have at six?
1: With this, uh, <clears throat> the sixth spot, I went with the Jazz. Um Again, they haven't made really a lot of big uh, trades and deals and signings in the offseason. Um, but, I mean, again, they're returning a really solid team. Def is, is pretty good. I mean, they got guys like uh, Ingles, Favors, and Clarkson off the bench. But uh, really just the um, the uh, the growth of Donovan Mitchell is going to be key for the Jazz. Um, he just signed at a max this year or this summer. And, really, it's just going to be big for the Jazz to really – uh, make sure he can grow as a player um i mean he's a he's a he's a really just an all-star uh, and like looking at the jazz they're going to re- they really need him to see average 24 points last year and it definitely can skyrocket cuz the jazz have put all faith in that or faith in him but i mean he's got support, really good supporting guys like Gobert, Mike Conley, i mean you can name a lot of other players for uh for my sixty, I went with the Mavericks. Um, I think the Mavericks' season
2: all depends on how healthy they are, and I uh, I think everyone knows that Porzingis has been a, a health concern, uh, for his past four to five years in the league. Um, so I mean this this team's as talented as as they come, and um, I mean they can go anywhere from three to six or even lower.
0: Um, but yeah, it really just all all depends on how healthy they are uh yeah and you're gonna see them a little bit higher for me i went with aiden on this one with the utah jazz um you know (laughs) this is one of those teams where they have the ceiling to be a top three seed in in the west but the west is just so good so deep and they just happen to fall to six for me um i mean this we really have no idea where these teams could fall and It could just be a couple games that really decide the final standings heading into the playoffs. Um, So unfortunately, I think the Jazz kind of slip from where they were last year, uh, maybe in the regular season. Um, But don't take anything away from Donovan Mitchell. He played his guts out in the playoff games last season and really proved that he is amongst the best shooting guards in the league. Um, so it'll it'll be very interesting to see how he can continue to improve heading into next season. But I have the Jazz at six. Um, Andrew, who do you have at five?
2: My five seed was uh, the Pelicans. Um, like I said, Aiden picked them at eight. Uh, that kind of upset me. Um, this Pel, I'm I'm not a Pelicans fan by the way. Uh, this Pelicans team is just so much deeper than the past. I mean, uh, last year you could see their issues. Uh, Zion was on minutes restriction, and they still still almost made the playoffs. Uh, Zion's healthy now. Zion's all good to go, and and then they added uh, two very experienced players in Stephen and Eric Bledsoe. Um, so I mean, I think that just makes them ten times better, and I, I can't wait to see where they go.
1: With the five, uh, this is not really. I don't think you guys really agree with me on this, but I want the Warriors here. Uh, I I think despite losing Clay, I still think they're going to be one of the top teams in the West, but. Uh, I mean, again, like we've all said, the West is one of the toughest co- conferences I can really think of in the last couple of years. Uh, it's not, the, I mean, the, again, it's not the greatest top-heavy, but it's just really deep. But with the Warriors, uh, they're not not—they're not really that deep, but they're top-heavy. Like, they got guys like Curry, Wiggins, who averaged 22-4 and four for the t- uh, Timberwolves last year. Or not Timberwolves, the Warriors last year in a couple games. And then Kelly Oubre, who they added from the Suns, could be a good addition. or good addition, and then they got Wiseman from the draft, who I think I'm really high on. Um, I think the Warriors, I mean, I think the ceiling for them is like a four. I don't really see them, like, going insane. But, again, they could really dip out of the playoffs because the West is so uh, stacked. But uh, I, I just think that Curry is going to have a, a good year.
0: Uh, Yeah. Yeah, at five, I want the Portland Trailblazers, um, you know, another one of those teams where it's kind of tough to gauge where they can end up. But as you'll find out later, one of my award predictions is Terry Stotts for coach of the year. So um, this is a good spot for the Blazers. They finished strong in the regular season last year. And, you know, they, they beat the Lakers in game one of the playoffs where they, they really looked strong. And if it weren't for Dame getting hurt in that playoff series, maybe things would have turned differently. Um, I'm doubting it, but it's still a possibility. Um, with this Blazers team, a guy like Zach Collins is one that could really emerge. Um, you know, Joseph Nur- Joseph Nurkic coming back uh, fully healthy, having a full off season to kind of get back into shape. Um, so I, I just think it'll be very interesting to see where this team ends up, and I really like the chances of them playing pretty well. Um, who'd you have at four, Aiden?
1: With with the four spot, I really wanted to put this team at the three spot. We really could put him at the two, but I want the Nuggets. Um, you know, I mean, they had a really, really good postseason. I mean, despite losing uh, to the Lakers and the, making it really tough for them in the Western Conference Finals. Uh, I mean, Jamal Murray—he's really just an emerging star who's uh, become a really good player for the Nuggets. And they got obviously got top big in the league. Got Jokic, also a really got a guy I'm high on MPJ, who uh, didn't have a great year last year. Kind of just wasn't 100. percent I felt like, but I think if he can really get healthy and figure it out um, really himself. Uh, I think he can have a really good season for the Nuggets and um, their deaths pretty good. I mean, they got guys like um, Will Barton also, uh, yeah, and also Monte Morris. So they could be a solid team. Just really all depends on how Jamal Murray plays because if he's not doing well, I don't, they could be, it could be bad for Denver. Yeah. And uh, with my four, I went the Utah Jazz. Um
2: like Aiden said, uh, it really all de- depends on Donovan Mitchell's uh, development. Donovan um, Mitchell has had his games, and uh, I just like his supporting cast. And Mike Conley had a down year last year. Uh, but I can definitely see Conley bouncing back this year. Um, so, yeah, definitely excited for them.
0: At four, I went with the Dallas Mavericks. Um, Aiden, you have them a little bit later. You have them, at, I think, two. Andrew, you, you mentioned them. Um, I, I like this Mavericks team. Luca is one of my award predictions. I won't spoil that. But um this team, it's kind of gaining steam and gaining off momentum that they had last year in the postseason. And I think Porzingis and Luca are kinda of, gonna kinda of further that connection that they had going last year. Um so I, I really like this team. Uh who did we have at three? Um, my three was the Clippers. Um, I just don't see them having
2: the same success that they did. Uh, they, they haven't looked very good in preseason either. Uh, I know preseason doesn't say a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just don't like their roster as much as uh, last year, especially with their chemistry issues. And it really showed. I mean, lots of people can't see the chemistry issues. They just hear about it. Uh, but you can tell after, after they got up 3-1 in and, uh, and that Nuggets series, it just got super rough.
1: Yeah, and definitely I'm gonna agree with you here. I'm going with the Clippers at uh, uh, <clears throat> the four spot, or not four spot, three spot. Uh, just really their chemistry issues is just really a big part. Um, if they can really figure that out, I mean this roster is pretty good. It isn't as great as last year. They lost Harold to the Lakers, um, but they have they added like Luke Kennard from the Pistons, Batum from the Hornets. Also have Zubach, Lou Williams, who's six man could be a six man of the year again. Um, But really, it just all depends on how they can really deal with each other and just chemistry issues, because if they can't figure that out, I don't really see them going that far in the postseason.
0: Yeah. um, For me, at three, I had the Clippers um, as well. I mean, this Clippers team, (laughs) one of the most disappointing playoff bounces in recent history. Um, I think we can all agree with that. That's up there with the Thunder and the Warriors from – 2016. This team had just had so much hype going into the playoffs and a lot of people had them going all the way and winning it all. Um, And just a a disappointing performance from Paul George, obviously was the headliner, but Kawhi didn't play as well. This team loses key guys in Montrez Harrell and um, Landry Shamit, but this team is going to be back and um, their head coach is going to have them fired up, ready to go next year. Um, They're going to have that chip on their shoulder that a lot of teams want to have in order to Kind of overexceed expectations for what's gonna uh, be playing into into 2021, and I think this team will be back and be up there at the top of the West when it comes down to it. Two more to go in the West. Who did you have at two, Aiden?
2: Yeah, and uh, I'm th- I think all of us had uh, the same number one team, the Lakers. Uh, mm-hmm. So let's just all give a point on them. I mean, everyone knows the, the Lakers probably had one of the most productive free agencies. Uh, going along with their finals run last year they didn't lose a lot and uh they, they sure did gain a lot so
1: yeah polinka just continues to make so much so many moves. I mean they added Schroeder, uh, Marcus Saul and also a six man of the year candidate and Montrez Harrell. Uh, I mean this team, if they just can continue to get better, I mean, no question I think they will win. Uh, the West and definitely the finals, but it really just all depends on the health. I mean, like you look at the Lakers two years ago, LeBron wasn't healthy and kind of, kind of was a little part of why the Lakers just weren't like, they didn't make the playoffs that year, but they have a lot of really good supporting cast. So I'm not as worried with the Lakers, but if they continue to stay healthy and they just can improve every day, then they should be a top team in the West. No question.
0: I'll tell you what, Aiden, you sure do love your Rob Palenka. Feels like every time we 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 somehow mention the Lakers. Oh, I love <laughs> Rob Belink is always a, a talk I a talking it. topic, which obviously is accredited to his Michigan days. But um, it's rare to see situations where the team who just won the finals was able to vastly improve their se- themselves, and the Lakers sure did do that. Um, they're the Vegas favorites heading into this season, and without a doubt, they should be because any team with LeBron. Any team with Anthony Davis, any team with them together is clearly going to be at the top. And if you just add all these pieces like Montrez Harrell and such, uh, they're, they're in a very good shape to succeed heading into 2021.
2: Yeah, and I think everyone knows uh, I'm not much of a Michigan guy myself. I'm an Ohio State fan. Uh, but one thing uh, that I really respect about Rob Palenka is he's, he's never satisfied. And that, that's one thing I really respect about him. Uh, I don't think all the NBA fans want to see the Lakers get better. Um, but, I mean, it's just like – like it's. I, I just have respect for him uh, to keep going and uh, keep
1: making these moves to make the team better. One guy that I really forgot to touch on was Taylor Horton Tucker. Had a really good preseason and continues to do so. Um, I mean, he can really – I mean, if he can squeak in the lineup, which I think he shouldn't have a problem. I mean, the Lakers is pretty deep, so it might be a little bit of a competition. But you saw on the preseason he dropped over 30 points in his preseason game. And I mean, he has all the potential. I know he like didn't get to play a ton last year, but he just definitely has a lot of potential And this Lakers team just continues to get better every year.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And um, we we will see, we're going to leave you guys on a cliffhanger. We will see who we have winning the finals, but this is the end of part one of our NBA preview on part two. It'll be a little bit shorter. We'll be going through our playoff predictions along with our award predictions so stay tuned for that in the meantime as always make sure to like rate review subscribe any last words from you two
2: nope uh make sure to turn on your notifications and uh be tuned for uh part two of our NBA preview like rate and review and
0: share it with your friends exactly that's that's a key thing for you guys to do make sure to share with people you think would like it
1: with a two spot, I went with the Mavericks. So it's kind of an interesting team because I think they can definitely have the potential to be really like a boom team, like a top two team in the West. But also they could really dip to like maybe seven or six or five area. It all really just depends on like the health, like you were saying, Andrew, earlier. But I'm really high on Luka this year. Uh, I think he's one of the top guards in the league. And you can make an argument that he's the best at his age, obviously. Um but Luca, he he's just continues. If he continues to get better, I mean, really watch out for this Mavericks team because they're dangerous and uh, they have a, a decent supporting cast. Could have been a little better. Maybe could have done a little bit more. Uh, I know they added some guys like Josh Green from draft, but um, just if Luca continues to really and just grow and improve, this team can be pretty scary.
2: Yeah, and uh, with my two, I I chose the Nuggets on this Nuggets team made a really deep playoff run farther than most of most of us expected. Uh, I know I had them losing the first round to the jazz, um, but, um, yeah, they're missing a lot of players. I mean, uh, will Barton, I don't think he played or he, he did. Yeah. I don't know. He did not play. Um, I I think he opted out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, uh, another key player, uh, 20 points per game player for them, uh, Bojan Bogdanovich, who's super, who's criminally underrated in my opinion. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I just see them uh, exceeding expectations. But, I mean, I don't think anyone can put the the Nuggets over the the Lakers.
0: Yeah, I had the Nuggets at two as well. Um, you know, the emergence of Michael Porter Jr. is only going to make this team better and better. And um, sometimes when we, we saw it in the playoffs where Jamal Murray kind of emerged as a go-to scorer, I think if Porter continues to emerge, you got two guys that you can trust to take the last shot and that's really important especially for a team that's going to be playing a tough schedule night in and night out and that's not even mentioning um Nikola Jokic who is the best center in the NBA um so this team just seems to have it all and they have a ton of depth and I I just think they're in a good spot heading into next year especially continuing off that playoff momentum
2: yeah, and uh I'm think I think all of us had uh the same number one team, the Lakers. Uh so mm-hmm. let's just all give a point on them. I mean, everyone knows the-, the Lakers probably had one of the most productive free agencies uh going along with their finals run last year. They didn't lose a lot and uh they, they sure did gain a lot. So
1: Yeah, Palenka just continues to make so much so many moves. I mean they added Schroeder, uh Marcus Saul and also a six man of the year candidate in Montrezl Harrell. Uh, I mean, this team, if they just can continue to get better, I mean, no question. I think they will win uh, the West and definitely the finals, but it really just all depends on the health. I mean, like you look at the Lakers two years ago, LeBron wasn't healthy and kind kind of was a little part of why the Lakers just weren't like they didn't make the playoffs that year. But they have a lot of really good supporting cast. So I'm not as worried with the Lakers, but. If they continue to stay healthy and they just can improve every day, then they should be a top team in the West. No question.
0: I'll tell you what, Aiden, you sure do love your Rob Palenka. <laughs> Feels like every time we, we, we somehow mention the Lakers. Oh, I love
2: it.
0: Rob Polinka. Rob is always a, a talk, a talking it. topic, which obviously is accredited to his Michigan days, but. Um, it's rare to see situations where the team who just won the finals was able to vastly improve their se- themselves, and the Lakers sure did do that. Um, they're the Vegas favorites heading into this season, and without a doubt they should be because any team with LeBron, any team with Anthony Davis, any team with them together is clearly going to be at the top. And if you just add all these pieces like Montrez Harrell and such, uh, they're, they're in a very good shape to succeed heading into 2021
2: yeah and I think everyone knows uh I'm not much of a Michigan guy myself I'm an, I'm an Ohio state fan uh but one thing uh that I really respect about rob Palenka is he's he's never satisfied and thats that's one thing I really respect about him. uh I don't think all the NBA fans want to see the Lakers get better um but I mean it's just like like it's I, I just have respect for him uh to keep going and uh
1: keep making these moves to make the team better. One guy that I really forgot to touch on was Talon Horton Tucker. Had a really good preseason and continues to do so. Um, I mean, he can real. I mean, if he can squeak in the lineup, which I think he shouldn't have a problem. I mean, the Lakers are pretty deep, so it might be a little bit of a competition. But you saw on the preseason he dropped over 30 points in his preseason game. And, I mean, he has all the potential. I know he, like, didn't get to play a ton last year. But he just definitely has a lot of potential and this Lakers team just continues to get better every year.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And um, we, we will see. We're going to leave you guys on a cliffhanger. We will see who we have winning the finals. But this is the end of part one of our NBA preview. On part two, it'll be a little bit shorter. We'll be going through our playoff predictions along with our award predictions. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, as always, make sure to like, rate, review, subscribe. Any last words from you two?
2: Nope. Uh, Make sure to turn on your notifications and uh, be tuned for uh, part two of our NBA preview. Like, rate, and review, and
0: share it with your friends. Exactly. That's, That's a key thing for you guys to do. Make sure to share with people you think would like it. Thank you guys for listening, and we will talk to you soon. Peace.